0: You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you this day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Good morning, Resurrection. How about that nice, long, rainy day yesterday, huh? Uh, those of us who have been in Texas for a long time, even though that may be uncomfortable, we like those days. We don't want it to come down all at one time. Uh, my name is Father Perry. I um, am one of the uh, priests here on staff at Resurrection. If you uh, are new to our worship gathering, uh, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, we hope and pray that you experience the living God as we know him in uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today, the reading that you heard was out of the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is about uh, Jesus, but it opens up uh, the fir- it's in the first chapter talking about John the Baptizer, John the Baptist. And in John the Baptist, we see him preparing the way for Jesus, making straight the path. And so in this third week of Advent, we are continuing to hear the words of preparation, and what I would like for you to think about today is you think about preparation. It's not waiting for something to come to you and you're preparing for that. It's you're preparing to go do. You're preparing to go see. You're preparing to go hear. I, um, I love being outdoors. Uh, I would camp more if my wife liked it. She doesn't, so I get to go with my buddies every once in a while. But how many of you, if you've been camping before, would just get in the truck or get in the car and go? That's a dumb idea, isn't it? That's really dumb. So what do you do? You prepare to go. So days out, you're thinking, what equipment do I need? What's the weather going to be like? What am I going to be sleeping on? How am I going to protect myself? We're thinking of all these things, at least you should be, before you head out, right? If not, it's not going to turn out well. It's just not. I like to ride bikes. What happens if I'm going to get on a bike and I'm going to do a 50, 75-mile ride with my buddies? I haven't been on a bike in six months. Not a good idea. Just not. Somebody's going to come pick you up about mile 40 because you're done. Because you didn't prepare to go. You didn't condition yourself. You didn't work things out in preparation for the event. Preparation is a proactive activity. We're thinking of what is to come, what is out there that we're going to to experience. That's what I want us to think about today as we look at the gospel of John, specifically look at John the Baptist and how he was preparing the way for Jesus and how we need to be preparing ourselves for Jesus, for his coming. Not waiting, preparing for his coming. To me, there's a difference. I think sometimes as us Christians, we've heard this message so many times, we just wait. Wait. And wait. What about preparing our hearts? I uh, changed careers a couple of years ago. Went from being um, a uh, leadership development guy and working in uh, crisis management with a uh, The degree that I've gotten uh, in the past, and I just wanted to change. A church that I was a part of uh, planted didn't make it, and so I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do, dear God? What's going to happen? I could chase after a career in the Anglican world if I wanted to, which would take me more than likely out of Austin, and I didn't feel called to leave Austin. I had spent 20 years preparing in this city to do ministry, and so I just didn't feel called to leave, but I had to change, had to do something different. And so um, I decided that God was leading me into education and to become a teacher. Well, now, how do you go from what I was doing to education? Well, it's a good question. You prepare yourself, and you put yourself in place where you can be prepared to go into the classroom and serve kids. So I went through an alternative certification program, and boom, within 18 months, within nine months, I was in a classroom scared to death in front of 25th graders. Yeah. Yeah. You have to prepare yourself for what's to come. Life's the same way, is it not? Hopefully, you guys just didn't pick up a book and read about marriage and go, oh, that's good enough. You know, for those of you young people who are, uh, are uh, recently married, hope you prepared yourself for that wonderful, wonderful relationship called marriage with your spouse. You spent time preparing to make that marriage the best relationship on the planet. Hopefully, you did that. If not... You're gonna be surprised when things come your way. And a lack of preparation uh, is gonna make it even worse. What about launching kids? I got two of the greatest kids ever. Some of you should argue with that, but that's okay, you should. I got two of the greatest kids, two of the greatest grandkids ever. So do you just like sit and wait for your kids to get 18 and they go, hey, bye, mom and dad? You prepare for that launch. You prepare to send them into the world. You prepare them to become adults and to be the right, and and to be um, um, people that contribute to society, people who are a blessing. You prepare for that. What about getting ready for hard transitions in life, like when you lose your loved ones? What do you do? Do you just wait, I'm just gonna put blinders on until one day you get the call? We prepare our hearts for that, don't we? Because the reality is none of us get out alive. Are we just going to wait? Are we going to prepare for some of these hard transitions? In John's gospel, we see John coming out and telling us exactly who John the Baptist is. Telling us that he was one, a man sent from God. Mark, Luke, and Matthew all say the same thing. All of them talk about John coming into the wilderness and being sent by God. Luke specifically says that by the word of God, John goes. John the Baptist goes into the wilderness and begins to preach, begins to teach some of the things that Father Sean talked about last week, and that is, guys, it's coming. He's coming. I'm preparing the way for him. He is coming to do that. And so, People began flocking to him, coming to him. And John's baptizing them. Repent, change your heart. He's coming, he's coming. And then lo and behold, Jesus comes. And when Jesus comes, what does John do? Does John not recognize him? Does John say, oh, not yet, Jesus? No. God had revealed to him, and John had prepared himself to know exactly what to do when certain things happen. Listen to what John says on, on um uh, uh, in John, first John, or the Gospel of John, verse 29 in the first chapter. This was not read in the readings. This came, comes immediately after. The next day he saw Jesus. Who saw Jesus? John the Baptist. Coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him but for this purpose I came to baptize with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend like heaven, from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize, who sent him? God. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. And so John had prepared himself, and God had prepared him for this very day. So when he saw things, he knew exactly what he was supposed to do. He knew exactly who he is, who he was and who he is. Did he realize at the time that it was going to be his cousin? No. See, John didn't know who the Messiah was until the Messiah showed up. You guys understand that? John had no idea who Jesus was until he shows up and he baptizes him. The Spirit descends because God had told him this is the one. And so John then becomes less, and Jesus becomes more from that point. He begins pointing everyone to Jesus. The Gospel of John teaches us that the baptizer, John the baptizer, had been prepared for this very moment. Preparation, my friends, is a proactive action and proactive thoughts. John was sent from God. John had a purpose, and John acted. Those are the three things I'd like for you to remember of this lesson if you don't remember anymore. John was sent from God. He knew who he was. He knew what he was supposed to do, and he did it. Sometimes I wonder if we um, don't need to do more self-reflection on ourselves, and who are we? In the reading this morning, people came to John as he was baptizing and said, Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Are you um, the Messiah? And all of those, John said, No, I am not. And so they were confused. And then John says, I am the one. I am the voice calling out in the desert. I'm preparing the way. I have been sent by God for this mission. He knew who he was. And he knew how God had prepared him. And he acted into that. Do we know who we are? I wonder sometimes if we understand our our place in uh, in the kingdom of God as sons and daughters. We're royalty by the blood of Jesus. That's who we are. Do Do we live into that? Sometimes it gets really hard, especially when you make dumb mistakes. You do goofy things. You continue to trip over your own sin. You continue to cry out to God, I'm done with this, God, and next week it happens again. And it's hard to get deep into our gut, I am a daughter, I am a son of God, when we are like that. That's why John came to pronounce the Savior. is so that you could know and the world could know, regardless of what we've done, it's what Jesus continues to do in our lives. And so proactive preparation for us as followers of Jesus who continue to struggle with our sin is to do as Father Sean talked about last week, continually coming before the Lord on our knees. Repenting and confessing, that prepares us for the truth to be heard. If we continue to reject doing those things, or not continue, if we reject doing those things, then are we preparing our hearts? Are we proactively doing things that put us in a place where we can hear the truth and the grace of Jesus? Who are you? John knew who he he was. And so in spite of all the resistance, in spite of all the challenges that he had, He knew exactly what to do. The second thing I'd like for us to think about is John's purpose. Um, I remember going through sort of an existential crisis when I was in grad school. These professors were throwing all kinds of things at me, and and, um, I'd been a Christian at that point about seven years, eight years, and I just remember asking myself over and over again, what's my purpose? And I read a couple of books. One of them that was incredibly, incredibly influential in my life is Viktor Frankl, uh, Man's Search for Meaning and just thinking deeply about the things that this man had gone through and writing about that and how deep it just got into my soul. is like, have I asked myself those hard questions? And I remember a professor when I was in Bible college, he said, these are three questions you need to wrestle with all the time. Where'd you come from? What are you doing while you're here? And where are you going when it's all done? You think deeply about those three questions and it changes your life, it changed mine. And so John knew what his purpose was. So when he came and those people began to say, are you the Christ? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet that we're expecting? He's like, no, no. My purpose is to make straight the path. Crying out to you to repent and to be prepared to see the Messiah when he comes because he's coming soon. This word, make straight the path, is sort of the image that, that um, I got when I read this and w- was studying for this lesson is it's like um, if you were to go out into the woods and there's no path there, and then you start walking through the woods, you begin creating a path. Well, the image that this word brings up is it's like that, but John's job was to make that road easy. And so he's clearing out the bush. He's clearing out the clutter. He's laying that path to where it's nice and flat. So when Messiah comes, it's an easy path for him to follow. And I thought, that's quite interesting. So he's not straightening out people. He's just laying the road for Messiah to come in and proclaim who he is. He knew what his purpose was. John did. And he, he, he did not. Um, uh, he was not distracted by that. And the third thing that we know about John and that I want to share with you and encourage you to do in your time of preparation is act. Again, Father Sean's sermon last week is one of the things that I uh, depend deeply on. One of my favorite parts of our service is on my knees confessing Almighty God. Here's my life. Here's my sins. And then the powerful words of absolution that are pronounced over my sins, forgiven by God. Those actions that we do, those actions that we take, prepare us. If I'm going to go on a 75-mile bike ride, my friends, I'm not going to wait. Uh, I'm not going to not get on my bike prior to that. I'm going to train. I'm going to condition myself. One is so I can make the 75-mile ride. The other one is so I just don't embarrass myself. You know? Some of it's selfish, yeah. But I don't want to embarrass myself. i got three other guys that are going to be riding with me. I don't want them to have to tie a bungee cord to my bike and pull me around. I want to do it on my own. So we have to act. So the way we act as Christians is in the words of Jesus, when he's asked, what are the greatest commandments? Or when he asks others, what are the greatest commandments? It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. My friends, that is just not a concept that we mentally agree with. We act on that. That's the expectation of Jesus and of God is that we act on that. And then Jesus goes further and says, you love your enemies. You pray for those who persecute you. He starts putting some flesh on those words. And how do we do it? With everything within us, heart, soul, mind, and strength, he said. And the other one was this. It's like it. It's love your neighbor as yourself. And so as we act in the world, as we act uh, in preparation for the coming of the kingdom, what are you doing? Some of the sins that beset us are not living into Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and not loving our neighbors as ourselves. I am an ENTJ, for those of you who are Myers-Briggs freaks. I am an ENTJ, and that probably doesn't surprise you. If you've known me long enough, all those things fit me to a T. But one of the things that helps me in understanding uh, personality types and understanding human behavior is uh, we know the flip side of the coin. I know the flip side of my coin. I'm an ENTJ where there are some opportunities, as some would say, on the other side of that coin. Are we aware of those blind spots? Are we aware sometimes of those little potholes that could trip us up? Are you one who is willing to ask questions about who you are, about your purpose, and about acting? When John looked up and saw Jesus coming, what's the first thing he said? Behold, which is a really strong word that's saying, look, behold. That's what he's doing. He's not going, hey, guys, look who's coming. It's not what he's doing. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then John begins stepping back. And so in this Advent season, when we are preparing ourselves for the coming of the kingdom of God, I hope that is a perpetual preparing, and just not a one-time camping event that you're trying to get off your bucket list. I would love, one of my bucket list items is to, is to hike the rim-to-rim in the Grand Canyon. First time I saw the Grand Canyon was last year, and I was enamored with the opportunity of being able to do something like that. But I'm not sure you guys know all the preparation that has to go into going rim-to-rim on the Grand Canyon. And it's not just hiking. It's a bureaucratic nightmare to try and figure out how to get into that canyon and stay a couple of days and get out. It's a mess. But if you want to do it, what do you do? You prepare. And it's not only physical preparation, there's mental preparation, there's also paperwork that you have to do to make it happen. So my friends, I want to uh, challenge you as we were challenged last week by Father Sean. Repent, confess, constantly allow your heart to be stirred by the gospel. As we are preparing for the coming of the kingdom. The kingdom will come, my friends, today in your life. Will you recognize it? May it be a pat on the back of a friend who's struggling. May it be a hug for someone who is hurting. May it be a gift that you give to someone who is struggling. May it be words of blessing and not words of cursing. The kingdom will come today, my friends. Are we prepared to experience it to live into it, to act upon it as we await the king to come act upon us in his second coming. God, thank you. Thank you for John. Thank you for his, for his determination, O oh Lord, for his commitment to be used by you. God, as we reflect on the words to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength Help us, O Lord, to prepare in our hearts, in our minds, our souls, and our physical body, Lord, our strength. Help us to prepare for your coming. And God, with everything that we have, may you empower us even more to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we ask this, O God, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.